Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to A Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Angel Rodriguez. On this episode, you'll be hearing from me. Um, this is going to be a solo episode. This will be my second solo episode that I've done so far. And this will be a 90-day update on life in Costa Rica. So you're going to hear me discuss uh, work-life balance, dating, uh, my perceptions of Costa Ricans through these 90 days, how I've grown, my short-term and long-term plans, and why I'm so grateful. You know, theme of Thanksgiving, why I'm so grateful that I took this opportunity to come to Costa Rica. Hope you enjoy. This is A Living Color Abroad. Um, I think it's fair to say we could start off with my job since that opportunity allowed me, <laughs> allowed for me to come down to Costa Rica, right? So one thing I can say now with living 90 days in Costa Rica is that the work-life balance here is better than it was back in New York for me. Um, just quick math, I'm here in, in uh, Costa Rica working from 730 till 3.30. I get home in five minutes because there's I live five minutes from the school. Um, in New York, the hours were seven to five every day. And I walked to school, which was great, but it was still, it was more hours, you know, 10 hours compared to eight. So um, the work-life balance is better. And also I think because due to the weather, <laughs> I feel like doing things after work, you know, mind you right now in, in New York, it's pretty cold. Here it's 70 degrees every day. And so it's, I have more energy here and that's, that's been nice, you know, to just want to do things outside of work that doesn't involve, you know, just like hanging out, like I'm more active now. So the work-life balance has been pretty awesome. And also I can say I have something at, at this current position that I didn't have back in my old job is complete autonomy when it comes to what I want to do and what I do. And I had a lot of freedoms, I would say, in my other job. But there was a lot of micromanagement that that happened. And I didn't like that. It just was a lot of micromanagement. And it rubbed me and others, honestly, the wrong way. So I think that that's something that is, doesn't happen here at all. There's absolutely no micromanagement. And I'm kind of left to my own devices in regards to what I do in the classroom. I'm trusted in what I do. And as a professional, that feels really good. But also as a person, right, that, you know. Somebody trusts you that you're doing right by, you know, the kids and you do it and you're doing a good job. So I definitely do appreciate that about the position that I'm in here. Yeah. So now that I spoke about work-life balance, right? I think we can talk about what was my day-to-day here, right? So the day-to-day here has been a difficult transition for me, obviously, because this is not New York City and there's not that many things to do here on a day-to-day basis, Right. I can't just escape to, you know, the city like it's not, you know, obviously it's not like that. Um, You know, the the city San Jose, the capital here is the biggest city here in Costa Rica, obviously. And that's like 30, 40 minutes away. But I've been there and it's it's okay. Like, (laughs) you know, I'm not trying to compare it to New York. You know, no, no city is like New York City, but it's just I don't have a need or feel the need to really like spend time there. 
Like, I just don't. And also, I view it in the sense of, you know, just in my general surroundings, like, you know, it's places to go out to eat. And that's about it. Bars, you know, but it is not, it's not the same energy that, that New York brings. And that, to me, has been difficult. And, yeah. So I also can't just escape to the beach every day. You know, the beach, the nearest beach is an hour away. But so that that has been difficult as far as like my day to day. But the one thing that I I definitely love about here is my day to day is that the weather is so freaking beautiful. Like it is just so gorgeous here. Like I see mountains every day. I I see beautiful birds every day. I see windmills every day. I'm, I'm just nature's all around me. I've never been around so much nature in my life and been so appreciative of nature before as well. And that I just love, honestly. Like I, now I just chill on my balcony and just like I could sit there for an hour and just be content because of the beauty that that is that I'm surrounded by and like the you know the quality of air is just it, it, it's just you feel it when you're here you you definitely feel the difference you know I'm no longer in a concrete jungle I'm in an actual <laughs> jungle now <laughs> so I kind of like that it's pretty cool honestly but um yeah so my the day to day is a little bit difficult to has been difficult to acclimate to. But I feel I'm doing much better than what I was day one versus now, which is like day ninety or day hundred for me now. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been pretty that that's been pretty cool, honestly. And also into transition as a segue into like what I do in my day to day, like my social life. Now I'm going to talk about dating. So the one thing that I must say that I did not anticipate being difficult has been the dating part. Because, you know, the, the, you, you you get the, you always see the conversations, oh, you're going to move abroad, you're going to be the love of your life, and all this other shit, which I didn't buy into, obviously. I didn't buy, like, yeah, I'm going to meet my wife in three months, I'm going to get married. No, but it's been harder than I anticipated, and, and let me explain why. So in New York, and just full disclosure, I've never been one to really talk about dating, just with, I'm just very, I'm very private when it comes to that part of my life, but I feel... For anyone that's either interested in moving abroad or like wants, is interested not like in just my life, but is interested in what it's like to be like a single person when you leave, you know, your, what you know to something you don't know. I think it's important to mention dating as it's a very important part of just being a person, right? <laughs> and getting to know people. And it's also a way of getting to know people. So I I was under the impression, and this is my, my, my foolish self, that I, dating was going to be no issue here. That I was going to be going on dates like I did back in New York. And again, full transparency, I used to go on a lot of dates in New York City um, because, you know, it's just New York, right? Like New York, people are constantly moving to New York City, a lot of transplants. You know, obviously, there's a, a lot more people to 8 million people in New York City compared to the 4 million that are here. And if you take that 4 million, it's probably a million or less, I think, living in the San Jose area. I'm not sure. But yeah, so like there's just less people here. But I, in New York, like I love the dating scene in New York. Like I, I, I really did. And also... There's a show that I love to watch on Netflix that reminds me of New York because it's shot in New York. It's called it's called Dating Around. If you haven't watched that show, please watch it. It's like it's like that show they used to give on TV, Blind Date, but without those like that extra stuff. It's just like real casual, mad chill, and it, and it really is like dating in New York. So if you don't know what dating in New York is like, I suggest you check that show out. But anyways, so I watch it every now and then to get like some nostalgia. <laughs> but um, yeah, so dating has been difficult. And the difficult part has not been, well, it's been that having on as many days as I thought, but also the fact that the days I've been on, I have not been that great. 
Like they haven't been terrible. I'm not gonna say I've been on bad dates, but it's not like dates I would go on in New York. Like I would go on dates in New York, and even if I didn't speak to that person again, or like only went on two dates, the dates were fine. You know what I mean? Like it's just, I guess, I don't know if it's like the beast that is New York City that you know that 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 kind of stuff happens. But like I didn't mind that because I was getting to know people and people that were interesting, you know. And that's not to say that people that have met here have not been interesting, but I have not been interested in them. I think there's a difference, right? So I'm not going to get into too many details as far as like the, the the dates that I've been on, you know, just to like, you know, protect their privacy. But I think what I could say is that, you know, I, and one thing about these dating here is I've had to speak in Spanish a lot, which I enjoy because, you know, it makes me feel like, you know, I'm immersing myself in the culture that is Costa Rica. And, you know, I, I, it's a little bit of Spanglish because they, they, they know some English, but they're obviously more comfortable in Spanish. And that's been pretty cool, you know, like doing that kind of stuff. But also like, again, <laughs> the dates I've been on have been kind of cool. You know, went to see this, this uh, national theater in San Jose on a date. I went to see this. Costa Ricans like, like these kind of like food courts here. Food courts are like an actual thing here. And when I think of food courts, I don't know about you, but I think about like malls. And these food courts are not necessarily in malls, but they're like, I mean, I guess they are malls. They're like shopping centers. They're like in these like shopping centers or it's just a food court. And like, that's like a thing here. Like these places be packed of people dressed well, not like, oh, I'm here shopping. No, like people look like they got dressed to go to these food courts. It's really bananas and it feels kind of corny to me, honestly, but like people do that here. So, you know, I either want to go out or I'm just not going to do that. So, you know, so I've been on a couple of dates like to places like that and you know, the dates have been fine getting to know people. But again, like it's, I've only been on one date I can say with one person that I actually said, oh, wow, I actually would like to hang out with her multiple times, you know? Yeah, but it's just, um, again, I'm trying to like, <laughs> try to give some information, but also I, I'm very, I don't do this. So I'm trying to like keep my, you know, for my own sake, my privacy. But that has been difficult. Um, acclimating to what I expected, you know, not what I expected, but what I did in New York. But here has not been the case. Like I've been, I've been here what ninety days, right? Three months, and I've been on pff, four dates. I've been on. <laughs> I went on a lot more dates than that when I was in New York in any three months span. Uh, but maybe this is good for me, right? Maybe I needed this kind of like to take a step back from like the dating scene and what I expected or whatever. But I don't know. It's um. So that's been difficult and. I guess I'll stop there when it comes to dating. <laughs> but but anyway, so yeah, so dating has been a little bit difficult to acclimate to. But one thing that I that I'm very appreciative of, of like differences that have happened here is because there's a slow there's a slower pace of life here, obviously, compared to New York. Um, I've learned to just appreciate things in the moment. You know, like I haven't thought too much. Like it's still hard for me because again, having that New York mindset still in me, so like ingrained. As far as like I got to be doing stuff because I'm in New York City. Like every time I was in New York, I always had that FOMO. Always had that fear of missing out on stuff because I was in New York. So if I went on Instagram, check people's story, I'm like, oh shit, they're doing something cool. Here I am doing whatever, you know. So I always felt like I had to do something when I was in New York. I feel like the more time I'm here, the less that I feel that way. And it's not because people are not doing things here, but people just seem to be more content with things here for good or worse. Like, People, this is a very family-oriented place, you know? Like, everywhere you go, people are either with their families, with their significant others. It's a very collective society here in Costa Rica. New York is not like that. Like, obviously, you have pockets of it, right, where you're going to... But but New York is, is a very much a, a thing like, you're not going to feel weird going out on your own in, in New York. 
right? Like doing your own thing. Like, I, I mean, I didn't feel weird. I did a lot. I didn't feel weird. Here, I feel weird doing it because it's just like you don't see it anywhere. It, it's really not a thing. And um, yeah, so I, I think it's... Um, and also, there's like the spe- a spectrum I've noticed of like people that are like older and people that are like younger and like what they like to do. And I think that differs a lot. And maybe it has to do with me getting older, the fact that, you know, I'm 29, I'm about to be 30. So maybe I'm on this kind of like... I don't know, existential crisis where I'm like, oh, I'm too young for that. Oh, I'm, too, but I'm definitely not old enough for that. You know, that, that kind of thing. I don't know. But it, it's been interesting, like, trying to acclimate to, like, you know, that scene of, like, oh, what should I do for fun? You know, should I just do this? But honestly, like, I've been more content here with just chilling. With just, like, all right, I'm going to do this fine, whatever, do this. And just be content. And when I do things that are, when I do go out to and see amazing things, oh, my God. Like, I take it all in. I take that shit all the way in. And it's like, like for example, last week, or I think two weeks ago now, I went to the to this windmill farm, which is like 20 minutes from my house. The views are absolutely spectacular. Like, it, it was so amazing. And it was only 20 minutes from here. I'm seeing these like seven huge windmills, like 50 feet tall. Like, it, it's just incredible. 50 feet. It was like 100 feet tall, I should say, not 50 feet. But yeah, so like it was just incredible like being around like, you know, this this engineering but also this nature all all abound, you know. And it was just really nice and I just sat down, just took it all in. It was just really dope, you know. And speaking of like doing things, like I I've, I've I formed friendships here that if you told me 3 months ago, I would have I wouldn't have believed you. For example, I can say without a doubt how at this point that my best friend is a 63-year-old man named Stephen from Canada. He's British, but he's been living in Canada for like 30 years. That man and I, we hang out pretty, we hang out often. Like, we really do. It's fantastic. Like, we we play um we play volleyball like as a staff, like a, f- a few of us after school on Wednesdays or after our professional development days. And then me and him, we head out to like a bar near our in the condominium complex. And we call it GT Wednesdays because he always drinks a gin and tonic. And have like a rubber coke. And we just there and literally talk about life. I'm not shitting you. Literally talk about life. And I would not trade that shit for anything. Like I've learned so much from this man. And we've spoken about so many like deep things that he he's dealing with his own with his own thing. Like his wife has been sick. And he's been dealing with his own problems. And he's here by himself as well. And we spoke about things that, you know, we might disagree on or agree on, or just like how we perceive things to be here because obviously he's living he has a and he's in a different point of his life you know he's about to retire he's thinking about retiring i'm like you know thinking about my life professionally and moving on forward international education so it's just really awesome to have that and i don't think i, I wouldn't have had that in new york and i think being here has allowed me to be more open about stuff that I probably would have been back home honestly you know like, yeah, and, and again, maybe I was uh, like like an ageist maybe back in New York. You told me, yo, talk to the 60-year-old guy. I'm like, uh, you know. But here, because we're in the trenches together, I don't care. And I'm glad that I don't care because guess what? It's not about your age or whatever the case may be. It's about you good people, you're not good people. And he's good people. And I really enjoy hanging out with him. And I don't feel like bad for myself. Like, oh, my God, look at me hanging out with a 60-year-old guy. It's like, no, it's like, he's dope. I want to hang out with him. Like, I want to do that. And I can learn from him. He gave me advice. And he's even told me that he's learned from me. And that flatters me. So, yeah. So, like, it's just that kind of, those kinds of things 
I think I'm going to cherish at whatever point I leave. Like, I won't forget him or forget anybody that I've met here, honestly. Because you learn from, if you want to, right? You can learn from everyone um, that's here and is going, because they're all going through different things. Similar things, but different, and they deal with it in different ways, I should say, right? Um, and speaking about that, like, you know, talking about when I leave, right? So I've gotten this question a lot. It's like, oh, so how long are you staying? I have just recently signed, breaking news, no. I just recently signed a contract to stay for another year. Um, and I planned initially just to be, to, I planned initially to at least be here, at least be here for two years. But I want to take it year by year because the the big thing for me is getting accepted into this master's program that they have at the school. I shouldn't say at the school, that the, that the organization, which is North Anglia, provides. And it is a free master's from King's College in London. And there's a master's in international education. And that's a big reason why I chose this school over other offers that I had because of that professional, you know, development there and getting a master's that is free. Like, sign me up for no debt any day of the week, you know? So my big thing is, and I told my principal this, is this master's determines how long I'm going to be here. Like, if I, don't, if I don't get accepted, like, I don't, honestly, I things could change. But I, at this point, I don't see myself staying here more than two years. And does that mean I go back to New York? I don't know, but I know I probably wouldn't just I wouldn't stay here past two years, because um, I I feel like I, I need I need to grow professionally as well, you know. And so that's a big if I get accepted into it and I don't like the program, another reason was that I might not want to stay past two years. But if I'm accepted to a program and I like it, there's a contractual obligation which says that I need to be with the with the with the uh, network, not this, my particular school, but with the network which is North Anglia. I need to be with them two years post master's degree, right? When I receive my master's. So I can go to like, I think there's like 40 schools that they own around the world. I can go to any of those schools in order for that to still be free. Because if I, let's say I leave, like I book after two years of completing the master's, they could like charge me money. So, which makes sense. I think it's fair. They offer free master's. They want, you know, they want that repaid and, you know, use your talents that, you know, that you've earned and got from the program in their network. So yeah, that's like my short-term, long-term plan, right? And as far as like what I do outside of that, like with that master's, I just don't know, right? I think like the opportunities are, you know, I think I could open another complete avenue as far as like having a master's in international education, you know, whether that's going into administration or whatever the case. I don't even know. I haven't thought about that far, right? But that's that's kind of like my short-term, long-term goal here. But definitely staying here at, at, at least two years. Um, but yeah, that's I, I, I wanted to make sure I, I hit on that part. Um, also to transition, I think I want to talk about a little bit about, because I'm sure I'm going to get this when I get back home. By the way, I'm, I'm going back home for Thanksgiving break. I'm going to see, uh, some of you, if you're listening, I'm going to see some of you back in New York. Hopefully I see some friends, obviously seeing my family. Um, but yeah, so like, I'm looking forward to going back home, but I know I'm going to get this question when I go back. So how are the Costa Rican people? It's a question I get a lot. I don't know I'm going to get when I get back home. The one thing I can say to not just speak about this endlessly is that Costa Rican people are, in general, very nice people, welcoming and nice. Like and and like I have not had any negative interaction. Well, I shouldn't say <laughs> I've had one negative interaction. But I wasn't a parent, but I have. I've had mostly <laughs> great interactions with Costa Rican people. Very friendly. Very nice people. And yeah, but the one thing I also want to say in saying that, because, you know, I think this is, this is me being here 90 days 
And also, it's what I've heard from other Costa Ricans tell me about their people. Is that Costa Ricans are... How can I put this? They don't always mean what they say. And they do it to save face. So in a sense, in a sense, they're a bit disingenuous. So let me give you an example. So this is first, the example I'm going to give is not firsthand like experience that I felt. I've caught on little things, but Costa Ricans don't like from what I was told right by by a coworker of mine who's Costa Rican. He says that they'll say they're going to be somewhere. Like if you say, "Hey, let's hang out," they're like, "Yeah, see you there," and they don't show up. I'm like, "What? Like how is that?" He's like, "Yeah, so that he's like that's how Costa Ricans are. In order to save face, because they never want to say no, and they never want to be." And they say en lo malo en la mala like in the bad like for you to perceive them badly they will always say yes or 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 answer you in a very positive way and to me that's been weird and i felt that here again not to that extent of like somebody's like yeah i'll see you there and not showing up but i i've i've caught little glimpses here and there as far as like conversations and like their reaction to whatever i'm saying and it doesn't come across as being uh genuine right it comes across as being disingenuous and i'm like you know it's kind of weird because coming from new york like new yorkers are very upfront about about things and about how they feel about stuff and that's the way i am so it's very weird to like see these kind of like tiptoe around the bush kind of like interactions and conversations when it comes to certain things and i'm not like that and i think there's a difference between being polite and being completely disingenuous and I think sometimes, again, not complete from my firsthand experience, I've but I've noticed like little little things here and there trickled in that kind of give me a broader picture of like Costa Ricans because they, again they are friendly in general. Don't get me wrong, they are friendly people, but they could come across as being like kind of fake in certain aspects, and that hasn't really bothered me too much, honestly. But it's definitely something I've kept an eye on. So that's definitely one thing I've noticed about, uh, again, this is just my right 100 days being here and what other Costa Ricans have told me about Costa Ricans, but that's one thing I've gotten a sense of um, is that. But um, yeah, so that's that. So another question that that I think, that I ask of others, I shouldn't say people ask it of me too much, but they do <laughs> at work, people that are obviously locals, but, you know, am I homesick? And I think... It's it's really tricky. Like I I obviously miss my family. I miss New York, but it, it ebbs and flows, right? Like there's certain days where I miss it a lot. Certain days where I I don't even I don't even think about it. Quite if I was to be quite honest, I don't think about it much. And it's kind of crazy because I'm I'm really excited to go back to New York, um, for this break, this Thanksgiving break. But I'm also kind of scared, and I'm scared because I'm worried that. I might not miss Costa Rica as much and I might miss New York more. And that might that might make me leaving again even harder cuz obviously leaving the first time was very difficult. <laughs> but leaving the second time, you know, like this second time coming up, that might be harder and I don't know how I'm going to react. Whether I'm going to be, you know, more emotional or less emotional like whatever, you know. Like I don't know how that's going to be. And obviously, I'd rather find out right than not go <laughs> and stay here. But I'm very curious and anxious about like what my actual reaction is going to be. So yeah, so I think it ebbs and flows. There's, there was one day that I thought about it and, it and it hit me hard. Like I was really missing home. And nothing really happened, you know. It just, it just comes into your mind. like that, And, and that's stuff that kind of happens. 
And I don't know for those that are living abroad, if it's the same for you or people that obviously, if you moved anywhere, right? Away from people that you love, right? Like, it just hits you sometimes. I think it, something doesn't need to like happen or you need to hear something. Like, you could just be like sitting on your couch and then you're like, oh shit, I miss home. I miss my family. I miss this. I mean, you know, I think that's just the way we are as humans, right? You, you reflect, you you have memories and, and those things just hit you at, at, at moments that you don't expect them to hit you. And that has been difficult, I must say. It's been difficult, but I also, what I do is I keep in mind why I'm here, right? It's like, Angie, you you made this choice, right? Nobody forced me to get on a plane and come to Costa Rica. Like, I made this choice. So there's power in knowing that, right? That I made this choice for myself. And it gives me um, more courage and more like, you know, um, armor, for myself to like get through things here and, you know, and not just call it quits at the moment, you know, the moment something doesn't go my way. Right. So I think, um, it's important to always refocus and to think about the things that the reason why you, you like for me, the reason that I came to Costa Rica, which is to go personally, to have a different change and to go professionally. Um, so yeah, so I'm very, I'm looking forward to going home, but it, it definitely ebbs and flows. And also, I want to say something particular. I obviously miss my family. I miss my parents. I, I, I miss them a lot. I really do. And I, and they're getting older. So part of me, you know, I worry about their health a little bit, you know. And my sister, you know, she's going through, she's in college. So, like, I want to be close, like, to help out with stuff. So that definitely is on my mind. But also, I didn't anticipate how much, I guess, I miss New York. And people that I spoke to, they're probably getting tired of me saying this, but I really especially Brooklyn, obviously I'm from Brooklyn, but, and then Bed-Stuy where I lived for two years, like I, I really do miss it. Like I can't wait to actually step foot in Brooklyn again when I get back there. And I'm really looking forward to that. Like I miss the energy. There's just this energy about New York and about Brooklyn and Bed-Stuy that felt, it felt I, I mean, to me it is it's still home to me, honestly. I only lived in Bed-Stuy for two years, but I'm born and raised in Brooklyn. And being in Brooklyn always felt good it never felt like i gotta get out of here it never felt that way to me so that i think is gonna feel is gonna like rejuvenate me i feel and and warm me hopefully it warms me a lot because it's gonna be it's, i think it might be pretty cold in new york obviously it's way colder than it is here but like i think i i'm i'm looking forward to that just to feel it and also just to go back to that brooklyn point on saturday so this is i'm filming this i'm recording this i should say it is a monday on Saturday, I was just sitting on my balcony, beautiful night, and I was listening to my music, and um, Jay-Z's Marcy Me from his album 444 came on. And I love that song, just I, I love that album, I love that song. But in that song, obviously it's about Marcy and the Marcy Projects in Brooklyn, but there's, there's a line of that song where I think it goes, shout out to Nosha Nav, Flush and Nav, Myrtle, all the county of Kings, may your ground stay fertile. And like I just love that line. And it, it, just, it just took me to Brooklyn, right? Obviously, because it's talking about Brooklyn. No, 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 people, they're like, no shit, Angel. But no, like, it just it just hit me really hard at that moment. And I, and I really missed it. I just miss being there. And also, one thing I definitely do miss, and I think this is why I miss Brooklyn, is the diversity. Like, there's no diversity here. And it's not, be, you know, obviously, there's people of color here, but they're only Costa Ricans. And besides, my colleagues are predominantly white and sprinkled in with some Latinos, but... Most of my colleagues are the white or locals, people, Costa Ricans. And the people here, obviously, in general, are all Costa Ricans. So I miss that diversity. And the funny thing is that the school is super diverse, right? But the the the, demo, the teacher uh, demographic is not really that diverse. 
Um, so I do, I do miss diversity. That that is New York, and I, I miss that a lot. I really do. I miss diversity, and I knew I wasn't gonna have that like I had in New York, obviously. But I, I definitely do miss that a lot as well. Just speaking to people from different cultures, different backgrounds. Like I really miss that, and I'm getting that a little bit here with teaching the kids because a lot of kids from like in my school, there are 45 different uh, nations represented. I've never taught in a school that diverse before, which is insane. But that's pretty awesome. But um, but again, again, the people I interact with are mostly either you know white, like my colleagues, a, c- a couple Latinos. But um, yeah, so that definitely is something I, I I do miss a lot. But I, I, in saying that, what I miss, right? I think I need to talk about as well what I've learned, but what I'm learning about myself since I've been here. So. I miss all these things. Right? I'm saying all these things I miss about New York, but I'm doing things here that I never did back in New York. So, for example, all of a sudden, I now run here. <laughs> I've never run a day in my life when I was in New York. Never. And now, because, you know, the weather is nice, a lot of people run here. And my my my, my buddy, buddy old pal Steven, who's 60 years old, he used to play soccer when he was young. And he was actually like on a professional team. And he runs all the time. So I decided to just go on a run with him. And like now I run. I remember my first time running just to run one time by myself. I literally ran a mile in like, took me 20 minutes, which is, if you don't know, pretty terrible. <laughs> and I was really out of breath. And I'm like, wow, I'm more out of shape than I thought I was. But then like I started doing it. And I just, he's like, listen, he just take your time. And you know, we're jogging. I'm doing a mile like 15, still 15, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, which is not the greatest. But then I kept doing it. And now I'm able to run a mile in other in under 10 minutes, which is like pretty good. And I'm like, yo, where was this guy? <laughs> like, I'm like, and now I want to run. I, it's not like, oh, I'm, I don't tell myself I need to run. It's like, no, Angel, I want to go run. And it's so crazy to feel that. And I never thought that would be something that I would do. But being here has, I guess, you know, a... Uh, awaken certain things in my brain of like try this try that and again it goes to being open right like you got to be open to these things if you're saying you're never going to do something while you're somewhere new you're going to be in for a hard a hard time a difficult time acclimating so i think being open eases the acclimation process a lot and so because i was open to running it's been pretty awesome doing that and also like i said i play now i'm so i'm more active i play volleyball every wednesday with, with some of the staff and that's been mad fun that not just like you know Hang around and socialize, but to just be active again. So I'm I'm 100 more active here than I was in New York, and it, it's just it's just so funny how that how things like that are, you know. And so that part I, I really enjoy a lot, and and obviously I started a podcast. <laughs> I didn't think I would start a podcast, you know, or I never thought of starting a podcast in New York, but I thought about it when I got here. So being here has has definitely I've definitely have grown. And so that part I can I can check off, right? If I if I have a box here, a checklist, I can check the Angel, have you grown? A hundred percent yes. Have I grown to my maximum? No, of course not. I'm still still things that I want to get done, right? But that was the main thing. That was the main thing for me. Was to Angel, could you challenge one, could you challenge yourself? How would you react to that challenge? And how will that challenge help you grow? Right? And what can you learn from those challenges? And I think there's certain things, as obviously, as I've stated, that are more difficult than others, right, as far as like acclimating and culture shock and whatever the case may be. 
But I'm very grateful for that. And it's also a perfect segue. I just mentioned being grateful. And obviously, the theme of Thanksgiving, of course, I should talk, talk about what I'm grateful for. And I, honestly, the things that I'm grateful for is, one, this podcast. Because I think if, if you've listened to my other um, episode of about my story, I journal. But I've now used this podcast as a way to like journal. Like I like this medium. I, I should I should still write because I think I think both mediums are great, right? Writing down your thoughts, like literally putting pen to paper. But also I think just speaking things, right? And just talking. And right now I'm just talking to a microphone. But I think, you know, I I, I people have told me this is like having a, they're having a conversation with me. And I like that. Because I want to feel like, you know, you could relate to what I'm telling you, you know, and even if you've never done what I'm doing, if you and if you know, you could still find some things that you could relate to um in and my story and what I'm going through. But this has been very therapeutic for me. And it, it gives me kind of, it recenters me, honestly. So when I think I, when I think I've like lost my way a little bit, what I got to do is just like either talk, talk to somebody, like talk to a colleague, but especially my, my boy, Steven, who lives literally like three floors above from me, or do a podcast and talk to somebody that's living abroad or has done it, you know? And it always recenters me. I'm like, yo, Angel, I'm so grateful for doing this. I'm so grateful that, that I had the audacity and the courage to give up a good paying job at a school that I enjoyed. Like, let's not get it twisted. I didn't dislike my job that I had. I, and, and, I, and I miss those kids. That's another thing. I miss those kids a lot. Like, and that's why I made them a promise. Like, I'm going back for uh, Christmas break as well. And before I left, I told them, this is not a goodbye. This is a see you later. And I meant that. And I want them to know that I meant that. And and I think there's too many times that kids, especially kids of color, um, have adults, teachers, and family members alike that up and leave them, right? And I think that's not good. Obviously, it's not good, right? So I don't want to be that teacher that says, yeah, I'll see you later and never sees them a day in their life because that's not me. And I don't want them to view me that way. Whether they forgot me or not, right? You know, like I, I want them to show like, yeah, remember what I said that? Like I meant that shit. You know, like I, I told you I was going to be out and I will be there for their, their winter show. And I also want to see how the other music teacher is doing. Shout out to Mr. Ramson, who I hear is doing a fantastic job. I'm happy that he's doing a great job. I hope he does a million times better than what I did. Because I want these kids to be in good hands because I care about them. I care about the development as not just musicians, but as 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 kids, you know? And I miss them a lot, and I can't wait to go back to see them. So I'm grateful for that opportunity that I had to, to be there for five years and to work with colleagues that be, have, have become close friends of mine, people that I've known for those five years, you know? And then now I consider my consider friends, people that I care about, you know? Like, I just do. Shout out to Alec, shout out to Jazz, shout out to Justin, shout out to Carlos, people that, that I truly do care about. And I know in turn they care about me. You know, that means a lot to me. And so I'm grateful for but I'm grateful for them that they still keep in contact with me. And I keep in contact with them and other people that I obviously have not mentioned. But the um I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the fact that, like I said, I had the courage to do this, but also grateful for the kids that I teach here. These kids are fantastic. These kids are so polite, so nice. In general, they like me. <laughs> you know, I know that I'm strict. But they they like me, 
you know, as, as, as an educator. And the, even if they don't like me, the main thing is they're learning. They're learning and they're about to put on their show and they're going to do a great job. So that's the most important part, right? But I also want them to enjoy class and I know they enjoy They tell me they enjoyed my class, you know? So I'm grateful that I, I, I found my, my love for teaching again. I was losing that. That's why I love. I was losing that love for teaching that I had. And I was, I was, I was, I was waking up certain days and now I want to go to work. And I have not felt that one day here. Not one day. And I'm not going to say it was the job that made me feel. I'm not even going to say that. It's just that, that's what was happening. You know? For whatever reason that was happening, I was losing that. And I was getting more complacent. So I needed that change. And here I'm waking up every day loving the fact that I'm going to work. Loving the fact I'm working with kids, working with the kids that I'm working with. You know? It's been fantastic. I'm also uh, grateful for the fact that even though I know my parents are probably not thrilled that I'm here, but I talk to my parents pretty readily. Um, and my, you know, and I talk, text my brothers every now and then, you know, I, I just, that family is still family. It will always be family. Like I miss them a lot. I care about them a lot. And I'm glad that it's still, you know, they, I know they're thinking about me and I think about them all the time. So I'm grateful for that. And honestly, grateful for you guys. I, I mean, honestly, like this podcast has allowed me to be vulnerable in ways I didn't think I would be, has allowed me to like. I uh, just have a podcast. <laughs> I've never had a podcast before. So this is just dope, right? The fact that I, I've interviewed so many people now, this is episode number 13, and I've interviewed so many people and learned so many things with these people, people that I've met, people that I've never met a day in my life, you know? Like, that's really dope, and that's really powerful. And if it wasn't for this experience, right, and these 90 to 100 days I've been here, none of this would have happened. And I think I want to leave, I want to leave you guys with, with with that point, you know. And and again, people ask me like, you know, like what's the like the point of this is yeah to inspire people, right? Not just through my story, but just in general. Like when you when you make a decision, like not just I mean, so many people make tough decisions every day in their lives. You see what you're made of, and then you also want people to see that they can do it too, because it's like yo, if I can do this, you can do it, and and that's a real thing. That's a real thing, and I and, I, and that's the way I approach education when it comes to music and that's the way i approach this life right like if i can do this you can do this too and and i really believe that so if you're listening and, and you know that's what i'm saying i'm grateful for you guys that are listening people that have supported me like yo keep doing this podcast or whatever the case may be and people that just ne- that don't even know me you know like oh my god like i really enjoy this like i it, it gives me insight and it and it motivates me like i love that I love that, you know, it, it, it gives me it gives me the energy to keep wanting to do this, you know, because it's therapeutic for me. But if I know I'm helping at least one person out there that's listening, fantastic. Even if I don't have whatever, you know, this amount of people listening, but, you know, or whatever the case may be. But if I could just have one person like, yo, Angel, like, you know, I'm going to tune in every day or every week or whatever. I'm like, then I'm doing it for that person. So in all, like, I'm feeling very, especially in this moment, I was because I'm talking, right? Again, it's therapeutic. I feel, I feel with a lot of gratitude right now. And I feel very blessed to have this opportunity to be doing what I'm doing. And these 90 days has been very um, transformative in, in, like, in a lot of ways. Difficult, but still transformative, right? You can't transform if things are not going to be difficult. Like, you can't grow if things are easy. Like, it just doesn't work that way. And, um, yeah, like... Close, come visit me in Costa Rica if you want beautiful country and, and I, like I, I know I made the right choice that's one thing as well I know I made the right choice coming here I don't regret it one moment the decision that I made and that's the biggest thing is not to live with regrets
enjoyed that solo episode. I hope you got something out of that. I Every time I, whether it's a solo episode or interview someone, I always listen because I obviously have to edit it. So I always listen very intently to every detail. And I, there's always something that I get out of it. And I hope you did as well. So for me, um, it's being more vulnerable. So like I was flip-flopping whether to leave in certain parts and the part that I was flip-flopping about was the dating part. It's not something that I readily just tell people because i'm very private about that part of my life but i'm like you know what let me live it let me leave it in there it's 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 relevant i think in order if i'm going to be authentic and and true to myself about things that that matter to me i'm going to leave that part in right so um hopefully you got something out of that part and if not that part other you know other parts of the episode yeah hope you enjoyed um next week i don't know who i'm gonna have on um yeah right but again it won't be me that (laughs) i know for sure i have a couple things in the works got to confirm with a couple people but should be a good episode and yeah and now it's um i'm I'm off to new york i'm very excited to go back to new york i miss my family very much as you've already heard (laughs) and my friends i'm excited to step back into new york city and brooklyn and i hope you guys have an awesome thanksgiving whether you celebrate thanksgiving or not you know it's definitely a good time to be reflective and grateful for the things you have And yeah, catch you next time. This is In Living Color Abroad. Peace.